Good morning, my friends. I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome today to Morning Glory, our midweek Bible study. I'm so happy that you're here today. I want to invite you to grab your Bibles and meet me in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We're going to talk today about the spiritual gold miner. Mm -mm. Now listen, this is your week to find gold. Praise God. I'm not necessarily saying that you've got to move to California, buy a pickaxe, and start wandering in the backwoods or the hills of California. Uh, The gold rush, in that sense, in many ways, is pretty much over. (laughs) If you're looking for the real substance, uh, I would suggest Alaska. But my friends, we're talking about something more valuable than uh, than what even natural gold or rubies or uh, or you know silver or uh, platinum or palladium or all these wonderful things, I I have always found that if you get the main thing, the main thing includes everything else. So today we're going to talk about the main thing, and this is your week for an encounter with gold, God's gold. This is your week for an encounter with His Word. And it is true, it is absolutely true that one word, one single word from God can change your life forever. This is your week for your word encounter. Now let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we're jumping into your word, we release our faith for a supernatural encounter with your word that reveals your glory, the path that you have for us. Now we thank you, we thank you, Father, that your word Your word is going to launch us into the fullness of what you have for us. We give you all the praise because we base our our entire lives upon your word. Now, Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Get ready for your word encounter. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, let's go down to verse 7. But we speak the wisdom of God, the wisdom of God in a mystery. Now watch this, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Now, this wisdom of God, first of all, note that it is hidden. It is hidden on purpose, and it is our responsibility to discover it, to find it, to dig it up. So we're talking about uh, being, in a sense, a spiritual gold miner because we are on a hunt, uh, not for so much intellectual knowledge, although that's good. We're on a hunt for revelatory knowledge, revelatory wisdom flowing from God's mind, the Word of God originating from the mind of God, from the heart of God, and we're receiving it as a living Word. So the wisdom of God is hidden, and also God's wisdom, note this, is for our glory. Mm-mm. Unless you gain access into God's wisdom, you cannot gain access into the glory which you are destined for. So you have to get into the wisdom of God in order to get into the glory that He has destined for you to literally walk in and experience. Praise God. So what we're talking about this morning is not what we would categorize as human wisdom. Because if you lean on human wisdom, while uh, a portion of that can be good in the sense that 
We all need good common sense, but we're not talking about common wisdom or wisdom that can only originate from man, because if we lean solely on that, we're going to be in trouble, as we see in the same chapter and in verse 4. Paul said, in my speech and my preaching, we're not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. And here's the reason why, verse 5, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So the wisdom of God is bringing forth proofs. It brings forth evidence. It demonstrates the power of God. Now, the Apostle Paul also told us that Christ is the wisdom and the power of God. God. Praise the Lord. And these are the words of Christ. This is the word of God. Praise the Lord. Record it for us. Thank you, Jesus. Now, we're talking today about not relying so much on the human wisdom, but on the wisdom of God. And uh, this is our bedrock. This is our foundation of our faith. Praise the Lord. So come along with me today as we're going to do some spiritual gold mining. And uh, just like if you have ever gone gold mining, uh, it's nice to have somebody to tell you uh, what you're supposed to do, whether you're using the old-fashioned tried-but-true method of gold panning. Well, you need somebody to explain you how to pan, lest you slosh all the gold out of it, <laughs> if you even did find any. <laughs> Because usually if you're gold panning, there's going to be real small particles. But even if you have a metal detector, even a really advanced one, uh, that's still not like a you know bulletproof type science. There's still a lot of experimentation and learning how to operate one of those things, and you're going to get a lot of uh, misleading signals. So you, it takes a while to get good at it. So we're doing some spiritual gold mining today. Look at, uh, look at verse 9, by the way, concerning the way that God has packaged his wisdom in the sense that when he does so, it's always packaged in a mystery and he does it on purpose. Look at verse nine, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. So in order to get into the mind of God, in, to get into his thoughts, we have to go higher. And so you have to go beyond what we would call man's ability to reason, man's ability to uh, uh, analyze things, and we have to go higher. Praise the Lord. We have to get into the Spirit. Verse 10, but God has revealed them to us. How? Through his Spirit. And it is the Holy Spirit that gives revelation of the word. And while study and academics are extremely important, it is possible to uh, read a plethora of books, maybe even read five books a week. And you do that for year after year after year, but it's just all human wisdom. And, and, and it's good to have you know a good knowledge base, and it's good to have a good understanding, a grasp of things. But Really, when we're talking about victory in Christ and living above the system, we're talking about operating with the wisdom of God and the Holy Spirit unveiling kingdom mysteries to us. But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. This is why 
You can have a man who's brilliant in his mind, who's saved and loves Jesus, who has a PhD, maybe even a THD. He's a doctorate in theology, and uh, he's extremely learned, maybe has uh, tremendous depth of the knowledge of God's Word concerning the ancient Hebrew, maybe even knows Paleo-Hebrew, maybe even knows Koine Greek and can uh, just read it fluently and explain it. But then at the same time, turn right around and say, there's no more miracles today. There's no such thing as speaking in tongues and uh, deny all of the power of the gospel. Why? Because there is a leaning on man's wisdom. And that can only, that can only take you so far. The natural intellect of the mind of man can only take you so far. And it does not have the ability to figure out complex dilemmas that you can run into life and come up against in life. But there is a solution in God's Word for any and every problem that you could ever face. And God is revealing those solutions to us through His Spirit, and it's the unveiling of the Word. It's the unpacking of the Word of God because everything that we need is in the Bible. Praise God. Mark chapter 4. I like this because it lets us know, just like St. Paul did, it lets us know that we're on the inside. Praise God. And this is Jesus talking to the apostles. Mark chapter 4, verse 11. And he said to them, to you, praise God. Say that includes me. Amen. To you, it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. Again, these things are mysteries to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But to those who are outside, all things come in parables. You can uh, take an atheist who does not have an open heart. In other words, he's not seeking truth. And he can look at the Bible and he could say, ah, oh, that's just a, bunch of, just a bunch of stuff. I don't believe any of it. But you know what? If you are a genuine truth seeker and you really do want to know the truth, Oh my goodness, the Bible will uh, illuminate your understanding. It's all in our attitude of our hearts, in the, in the way in which we approach God and we reverence God saying, God, I know that you're almighty. Jesus, I know that you defeated Satan at Calvary through your death, burial, and resurrection. I know that you have won the victory for us and it's up to us to enforce that victory within our lives. So Lord God, I thank you that there is a solution. There is guidance and direction somewhere for me here in your word, and I'm going to find it. Praise God. Amen. You're like that old uh, 49er gold miner. You got your pickaxe, you got your, um, your backpack, and you're, you're, you're in there searching and digging, digging for the gold. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So we can know these things. Now, let's go today to what perhaps we consider to be one of our key verses. And I have always uh, really found this verse to be a beautiful verse. Proverbs chapter 25. Proverbs 25. I've always enjoyed this verse. Verse 2. Proverbs 25, verse 2. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. Now, you might think, well, Pastor Stephen, that's not very nice of God to purposely hide something. But it is because you have to really want to know the truth. You have to really want to win. 
And let me tell you right now that the wisdom of God will separate you from normalcy in the sense of just, uh, you know, drudging through life and maybe keeping your nose above water, as so many say and proclaim. My friends, the Word of God will begin to, to distinguish you in a lifting way that glorifies Christ, that glorifies His Word, and it draws others uh, to that light. That's what this wisdom will produce, but you have to really go after it with all your heart. You can't be nonchalant. You can't sit back and say, well, I'm just, I'm contented to write it out. I've got my ticket to heaven. I don't really have a ticket to victory, but at least when I die, I'll go to be with Jesus. My friends, you have to, you have to want to go after the gold. Mm-mm. It is the glory of God to conceal, to hide, to cover up a matter, but the glory of kings, and that's you, because in Christ, you are now a priest and a king. Praise the Lord. But the glory of kings is to search out a matter. If somebody is not into the search concerning God's plan for their life, concerning uh, God's uh, uh, inheritance that he has assigned for you, and they have no interest for that, it's all because they have no awareness of their true kingly identity. But when you know that you are appointed for glory, praise God, and that the Lord desires to unveil the pathway into it by the Holy Spirit, well, I tell you what, it's time to go get some gold, praise the Lord, amen. So once again, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out a matter. Now look, this is your week of searching. This is your week to uncover the veiled destiny that God has for you and to pull the curtain off of it and take a real good look at it and say, Lord, that's, that's even better than I could have imagined. That's, that, that is it, Lord. I know that's it. Praise God. Look, you know the food that you like. It's not like if somebody takes you to a restaurant and you don't like the food and you sit there thinking, well, I, yeah, I like it. No, you, don't, you, you, know, you know you don't like that. You, you know what you like to eat. If you're all by yourself and you're sitting in your car and it's time to go get something to eat, you don't get something that tastes bad to you personally. You go, you're going to go and eat where you, what it is that makes you happy. And when God unveils what he has prepared for you before the world was ever created and you begin to get a glimpse and an understanding of that, oh, everything within the fiber of your being says, oh, that's me. That's got my name all over it. Well, of course it does. God made it for you. (laughs) Praise God. But you're going to have to search and seek. It's one of the greatest questions that people have about their life. What am I here for? What is my purpose? What am I on the planet for? Just to eat, breathe, and sleep, and uh, take up space, or take up room? No, no, no. My friends, you're here for a golden purpose. You're here to step into the glory. Amen. But you have to know what it is, and that uh, that means you have to shake yourself and stir yourself and start digging for the gold. Praise God. And when you do, when you do, it will be unveiled to you. Mm-hmm. The wisdom of God is packaged, listen to me, it's packaged in a book called the Bible. Praise the Lord. Here it is, right here. That, my friends, is the holy wisdom of God. This this is where you're going to be uh, gold mining at. Praise God. This is your week. Listen to me. This is your week for an encounter with the holy word of God. 
well, Pastor Stephen, I've always wanted to have a vision of Jesus and Jesus to sit down next to me because I've got a whole bunch of questions I want to ask him. Well, this is your week for your word encounter. And sometimes the Lord can just override all of your questions, beat you to it, beat you to the point, and just go ahead and tell you uh, everything in a in a condensed version. And that one answer, that one answer can answer everything else. The Lord's very uh, intriguing, even by the way He can even answer you. Did you know that when Jesus was twelve years old in the temple, and He's He's conversing with the rabbis with the most brilliant learned scholars, what we would call those with the, you know, doctorate degrees and so forth, who've studied all their lives. When, when the scripture says that he was asking them questions, it's very easy for us to miss that in the Western world. What he's actually doing is he's not asking them questions like, oh, please explain this to me. I don't understand it. That's not what that means. In the Eastern culture, you actually teach and instruct and you reveal truth by asking them a question. And the question causes them to think and the question actually reveals the answer by the way you ask it. <laughs> and by the way, that, that's what really wise people do. When you don't want to just blast a person with the truth and shock them, uh, you try to get it over to them where the light bulb moment happens. So they, and then they're like, oh, I see it. You actually can do that better by asking them a question. Uh, and in that question, it causes them to think, to give the answer. And the answer is in the answer. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. It, it's actually the best way of teaching. All right, let's continue on as we're going to uh, be doing some spiritual gold mining all this week. Second uh, Timothy, Second Timothy, chapter three. Praise the Lord. Second Timothy three, verse fifteen. And that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise. Oh, Pastor Stephen, don't read the Bible too much; you'll lose your mind you will lose the unregenerated, dirty old mind, low-level, uh, chicken-pecking, natural way of thinking. If you read the Bible, you wash your mind with the Holy Word of God, and you'll begin to think thoughts like God thinks. Mm -mm -mm. And that from childhood, you have known the Holy Scriptures, Paul referring to his spiritual son Timothy here. And in reference to the scriptures, he says, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. The word of God is the wisdom of God. The word of God, when you study it, when you meditate on it, when you go on a hunting expedition for an encounter with the word, it will make you wise. Mm -mm. This is your week for a word encounter. Praise the Lord. Encounters with the Word, encounters with the wisdom of the Word can take a believer who's sick and turn them into a believer who's walking in divine health. That's how powerful a true Word encounter is. An encounter with the Word can take a Christian who struggled with finances all of their life and has maybe never gotten into a place of extra 
an encounter with the word can permanently change that situation. And when the light goes on, you know, you know, you'll never, uh, you'll never be in a position right now having less you'll never, you'll never know less ever again from this point forward. All you'll ever know is more praise the Lord. But see, that takes a true word encounter. You're searching for the gold. Praise God. It can take a person that doesn't know what to do. And then suddenly the, the light of the word breaks forth and the questioning is over. You now know exactly what it is you're supposed to do. And the word can settle that in a very, very uh, solid way. Mm-mm. You may have a lot of questions, a lot of things going through your mind, but when the word illuminates forth and shines forth, then the questions are finished. Praise the Lord. Now, oftentimes when God speaks to me through a word encounter, uh, by the way, not, not a Reader's Digest encounter, not a People's Magazine encounter, not a National Geographic encounter, uh, none of that material is living. I'm talking about the Bible. You have to remember this, um, this book is alive. Jesus, in speaking of his words, said they, that his word has life in it. It has his spirit in it. It's a living book. Praise the Lord. Well, Pastor Steve, when I read it, just I, I just, I fall asleep. I get bored. That's because you need the Holy Spirit to illuminate the scripture. Praise God. Remember the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. This is a, this is a joy trip. We're hunting for gold and we're having a lot of fun. This is not something we're being forced to do or being having our arm twisted to do. And uh, it's not like this is agony. My friends, this is joy. Just like finding gold. You're finding a big old chunk of gold. Hallelujah. Yes, you get a big smile on your face. Well, when you actually encounter the word, you get a big happy smile. And faith rushes into your heart. Woo, glory to God. Why? You have the answer. Oftentimes when the Lord has spoken to me through his word in word encounters, it almost looks like the, what we would call the font or, you know, the, uh, the lettering. Uh, sometimes it looks to me like it's, it like lifts up off the page, like three inches and it's glistening. Like it's like turned into a hologram or something like that. And I can't see any other scriptures around it. It's just that one verse. He'll lift that one verse and he'll supernaturally hold it up in the air. And I've seen it like glisten or sparkle. What is that? That is a sacred word encounter. And let me tell you this. When you get that, that is no different than Jesus Christ standing before you in person and telling you the same thing. When you have a word encounter like that by the Holy Spirit, well, well, Pastor Stephen, if Jesus just came and told me, or if an angel just came and told me, well, that's the same thing. That is the same level. That uh, when you have a word encounter like that, it's the same thing. You could take it to the bank; it'll it'll fly any day, any time. Amen. But you have to believe it and take it. And I tell you, it will just infuse your spirit full of faith. Your heart is charged with faith. And you go out, that word will perform for you. And that is the wonder of God's wisdom is that it produces proofs. It'll work. It'll hold you up. Praise God. Very, very exciting. Now, Isaiah 55. Praise the Lord. We have been looking at uh, some of these statements by the prophet Isaiah lately. And I want us to jump back over there again. Isaiah 55, verse 1. 
You ready for this one? Mm -mm, this is going to wallop some of you. <laughs> you're, you're asking for a certain thing. And for some of you, you're about to realize you've been asking the wrong question. You've been trying to get a hold of the wrong thing. Verse 1. Ho, everyone who thirst, come to the waters. And you, watch this, who have no money, come, buy, and eat. Yes, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good. See, eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Now, I remember the story years back when a very well-known minister who was, uh, his ministry was beginning to uh, increase and expand, but he still had questions about prosperity. So one day, he went over to the home of a very well-known minister. What, I'm trying to think of that minister's name. I, it'll come to me in just a minute. Uh, Benson Idahosa. Okay, so he went to the home of Benson Idahosa, and Benson Idahosa had returned from one of his international travel trips, and he's back home there in Africa. And so Benson Idahosa had a big bag full of money. And I'm not talking about like a little paper bag. He had like a, you know, like a laundry size bag, just full of cash. <laughs> and he told this younger minister, he said, go over there and just take as much money as you need. And the young minister very wisely said, he said, no, he said, I don't want your money. He said, I want to know how, how do you do this? In other words, what wisdom are you operating in, in, in a nation that's struggling financially to be sitting here with a bag full of money? How, how do you do stuff like this? And, you know, Idahosa shouted, you mean you tell me you don't want my money? And he said, well, it's not that I don't want money. It's, it's that I want to know how you're doing this. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Some Christians, all they're thinking, God, I need more money. I need money. Yes, Lord, that's what I need. I need more money. But the truth is, is that what you need is wisdom. You need wisdom. And if you get the wisdom of God, the money struggle is over with. Praise the Lord. By the way, that pastor, that minister who asked Benson Haida Osa, how do you do this? How do you, how do you get a bag full of money? How does this work? That pastor today is the wealthiest pastor in the world. Mm -mm. Let me ask you a question. What if Benson Idahosa would have been his source? What if Benson Idahosa said, look, as long as I'm around, you can come over here and get all the money you want. I've, I've got lots of money. What if Benson Idahosa would have become his source? Well, Benson Idahosa died uh, at a rather early age. If, if he would have been that young minister's source, then that means that guy's source is now cut off. And he's done. Why? Because the man that had the money is done. But when you have the wisdom of God and you know how it's created, how it's generated, how it flows, how it operates, then, then you're not relying or leaning on men or upon a man or even upon a, a company that could be employing you. But you actually realize that when it's all said and analyzed and looked at from a biblical perspective, God, God alone is your source. 
Remember, Jesus said, you cannot serve God and mammon. In other words, you can't have both of them as masters. It's going to be either one or the other, praise God. And when we are fully sold out to the Lord, uh, your hand will never be dry. You'll never have a time where you're like uh, reduced to a place of uh, financial uh, shame. Never, never, ever. When you walk in the wisdom of God and your trust is in the Lord, you'll always be in a place where you're fresh and flourishing. Glory to God. So it's not so much that Christians need money because you have a lot where they're not properly managing what they have right now. And Jesus said uh, in Luke chapter 16, right around verse 10 and verse 11, that if you're not faithful in a little, then you're not going to be faithful in much. But if you flip that over, he also said, if you are faithful in little, you can be faithful with more. So it's about stewardship. Praise God. And that's what we want to do. We want to walk in the wisdom of God. And we want to realize what's really important. Because when you are walking in wisdom, then when provision comes, you properly handle it. And you get more and more prosperity. It's not like you're acting like, this is a great achievement. I have now become a millionaire. I am now uh, have reached a, a great level of achievement. It's not about an achievement. What I said before, it's about an entrustment. Jesus said, if you have not been faithful with another uh, man's goods, who will entrust you with your own? See, it's an entrustment. Mm, it's not an achievement. It's an entrustment. These are all the ways of wisdom. Praise God. These are the ways of God. Hallelujah. Verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. Mm. Can you imagine Jesus going around begging? Can you imagine Jesus like doing shady deals to try to move his ministry ahead? Look, look, I won't preach on this subject as long as you give me a little extra money. I won't, I won't preach against this sin as long as you give me some extra money. Can you imagine Jesus doing crazy stuff like that? No, he was free. He, he never took one bribe. Uh, he never was bought out in any type of a backroom deal or anything like that. He was solid all the way through. Nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Jesus didn't need the Pharisees to help him out. Jesus didn't need the Sadducees to uh, do a little extra help for him or something like that. Jesus was provided for funded by and commissioned by his heavenly father. And so he did not have to do silly, goofy things. My goodness, there's a lot of that in the ministry where some ministers um, almost make themselves look like fools by um, almost like dishonoring themselves. Uh, hey, can I, can I come preach for you? Can I come preach for you? You, you, know, uh, you know, hey, here's my business card. Here, take my card. Take 10 of them. Oh, pass them out for me, please. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. Why do they do things like that? They don't know principles. They don't know you don't have to do stuff like that. They actually think they have to do that to survive. It's quite sad. Lord have mercy. Praise the Lord. So you don't, you don't, need, you don't necessarily need money. You don't need human connections. I've, I've got to know that person. If I know that person, they'll open doors for me. You, you, need to, you need to know the Lord, praise God. He has, he has the key to every door. He's God. He's God. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. 
I do think that's kind of funny with the way politics are, that you, you could have a president. But remember, he's only there four years, maybe eight if he gets reelected. And so you could have everybody like, oh, I want to know the president because I want my picture with him because that brings validity to me. Then I think it's so funny. They do all of that, invest in all of that. Then four years later, he's not even there anymore. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. There's a lot of uh, hooligan stuff that goes on that's just all political. It's all going to go up in smoke. doesn't have any value. It doesn't have any meaning. We need to do things that are in alignment with God's plan for our life. And uh, a lot of this political stuff really seems to throw these pastors for a loop. Oh, come, come speak, uh, Mr. Politician. Come speak at my church. He comes speaks at your church. Then he finds out what you preach, and he says, Oh, I can't have anything to do with you. And then they're all, up, you know, pastors all upset. Yeah, the, the, because the politicians, they have, to, they have to try to, how can I say, speak to uh, both sides. And they're very rare for a politician to um, have uncompromising convictions. Getting kind of rare for uh, to even find pastors like that nowadays, praise the Lord. There's still quite a few out there. But um, we, need to, we need to get into the higher ways of God. That's where the smooth sailing is at, praise the Lord, flying above all of the compromising things of the world. But in order to get to it, I'm going to circle back now. You're going to have to really dig, really dig into the Word to have the encounter that you need, to bring the light that you need to walk upon the path that God has for you. Proverbs chapter 2. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 2. And let's go to verse, verse 2. Proverbs 2, verse 2. Verse 1 says, My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom. So we're talking here about inclining your ear to wisdom. Verse 4, If you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God, for the Lord gives wisdom. Now let me say this. Wisdom doesn't just somehow mysteriously jump on you. Oh, Pastor Stephen, it just came on me. I can feel it. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't work like that. You have to search for it. You have to tune your ear to it, and you have to plug into it. And the searching for it as for silver or as for hidden treasure, if you get the wisdom, then you get everything else. You, can, you now know the way to get into the treasures. Now you know uh, about silver, gold, or whatever it might be. But the main thing you need, my friends, is wisdom. Where is wisdom found? In the Word of God. And you have your wisdom encounter through a word encounter. Mm-mm. And when you have that, you're flying high. Praise God. One more scripture, Proverbs chapter 24. This one's also really good. Proverbs 24, verse 13. My son, eat honey because it is good, and the honeycomb, which is sweet to your taste, so shall the knowledge of wisdom be to your soul. If you have found it, there is a prospect, and your hope will not be cut off. Praise God. Hmm. I remember one preacher, he would, uh, 
he would always jump up in front of the audience and he would, uh, uh, he would say, I was born ready. And then he'd get everybody in the audience to say, yes, I'm born ready too. But you may be born with an initiative or uh, maybe a drive to accomplish certain things, but you are not born with God's wisdom. You can be born with natural wisdom in the sense that maybe you have a good sense with banking or, or investing or real estate. But when it comes to God's wisdom pertaining to your, your eternity and things like that, and even success in life, that's not something that you're born with. That's something that you have to acquire, and it's found in the Bible. Because how wise can a person be when they're rejecting Christ and they're heading to an eternal lake of fire? How much wisdom is in that? So wisdom begins with the new birth experience, salvation in Christ, and then going into the Word to make discoveries through Word encounters that speak to your destiny and you stepping into the glory that God has prepared for you to experience. And that brings Him glory. And that brings the lost to Christ. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I remember one time before uh, I filed for the uh, the trademark for the name Pure Gold for our, our television program that I really sought the Lord. And I said, Lord, you know, now that we're going to be moving into television and we're going to have this, this television program, you know, I have to get the name right because it's not like if I get the name wrong that I can, you know, just change it because once it's out there and people begin to hear it and connect with it and stuff like that, well, you just can't change it. You know, it's not like Coca-Cola is going to change their name or McDonald's is going to change their name because then you, you lose a bunch of people. So I said, I really need to get the, the name right. And I said, Lord, the, the name Pure Gold seems to be floating around in my spirit a whole lot. And I had checked to see if that name had been trademarked uh, for television usage, and it had not. So, um, but I said, Lord, I don't really know. And I said, on this, I have to know. And my friends, when you have to know, what should you do? You should go spiritual gold mining, and you should get in the Word, and you should have uh, a search going on until you have a Word encounter. Well, I kept in praying. And I had the Bible open, laying in front of me. And I prayed for quite some time. And I, and I said it one more time in my prayer. I said, Lord, I must know what the name of the program needs to be. What must it be? And the Lord, the Lord spoke to me. The Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, go to the book of Exodus chapter 3. And I will speak to you and reveal to you the name of your program. Who? Oh, I was excited. Now, going to Exodus 30, as I was turning there, I knew just from, uh, you know, formerly having, uh, you know, been through those verses and been through that chapter, I knew, okay, this chapter is pertaining to the tabernacle and furnishings in the tabernacle that God was instructing Moses to build. But it's not like I had that verse memorized. So I'm turning there, very exciting. Because uh, why? Because I know I'm about to get some gold. Mm -mm. So I'm turning to Exodus chapter 30. And I know I have just heard the voice of God. 
and God is going to speak to me. I'm about to have a word encounter, and I could hardly get there fast enough. Praise the Lord. So I'm turning over to Exodus chapter 30. I had my Bible open somewhere else. Just opened up to let the know that I let the Lord know that I'm 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 hunting, I'm digging. Well, I went to Exodus chapter 30, just like I'm doing right now, and I looked down. And my eyes fell upon verse 3. And he told me, Exodus chapter 30, verse 3. And when I turned to Exodus chapter 30 and I looked at verse 3, the scripture lifted up supernaturally. It appeared as my eyes as if it lifted up off the page and was suspended in the air. And it was, it was glistening. I couldn't see anything else around it. All I could see was that verse. And it reads, And you shall overlay its top, its sides all around and its horns with pure gold. And the words pure gold, boom, just magnified in size. <laughs> and the Lord said, the name of your program will be pure gold. Woo, praise God. Well, Pastor Stephen, uh, uh, my wife, she's pregnant and we haven't, we just don't know what to name the baby. We don't know. Well, why not bring that question before the Lord? Lord, what should we name the child? Mm-mm. Amen. God. Well, Pastor Stephen, are you, are you telling me that somewhere in the Bible there's the name of my child? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, yes, absolutely. It could be like a more modern version of the name or something like that or the meaning of the name. Uh, the Bible's de- it has a lot of depth, tremendous depth. But all I'm saying is that somewhere in here, there is an answer to any question you may have. And the Spirit will reveal it to you. You will he do that for an unbeliever? No, because you have. Remember, wisdom begins with the born again experience. How wise are you if you're going to hell? Doesn't matter if you have all the money in the world. That's what Jesus was uh, teaching in the story of of Lazarus and the rich man. Uh, Jesus said, "What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his own soul?" So wisdom begins with the new birth experience. Wisdom begins by finding out the commandments and the instructions of God and walking in the light of them, obeying them, keeping them. Mm -mm. That's what a wise man is. Jesus said a wise man builds his life upon the rock and the foolish man builds his house or his life upon the sand. Jesus said the rock, now this is what a lot of Christians do. They say, I'm standing on the rock. I'm on the rock. Well, Jesus said the rock is my teachings. So you build your life, you build your world upon his teachings, his teachings. Mm-mm. That's what he was saying wisdom is. That's the wise man. <laughs> Praise God. All right. I want to pray for you. This is your week. For a strange encounter in the word. This is your week. You're going to strike gold. Praise God. Amen. Won't be the only time, but it will be an encounter. Amen. You're going to have many word encounters over your life, over with your walk with God. But this week, it's time for an encounter. Lift up your hands. Heavenly Father, I pray for everyone that's watching that this be their week for a word encounter that light will break forth. Light will break forth, and they'll know exactly what to do. The question mark will be replaced with an exclamation of thanksgiving and praise because now they know, and it's settled in their hearts. Now, Father, we thank you. 
You've packaged your wisdom in a book called the Bible. And every bit of it is holy. Every bit of it is anointed. And we thank you for your Holy Spirit leading us, leading us on our quest for a golden discovery, an encounter with your living word. Father, bless your people. This is their week. This is their week. And I thank you for the revelation. The revelation knowledge of the wisdom word will flow like like rain from heaven coming down upon their head. That is the revelation uh, knowing of what to do. That is the wisdom revelation sprinkling, falling upon their understanding. Father, we give you praise. We thank you. We thank you. In Jesus' great name we pray. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Somebody says, Pastor Stephen, are you a Bible thumper? Yep, I thump it. I, I open it. I read it. I believe it. Hallelujah. I am a Bible-believing fanatic. Can't live without this book. Don't want to live without this book. Nothing can replace this book. The Word of God is eternal. When everything else is gone and every other philosopher is dead and buried in the grave, God's Word is eternal. And every truth is established for all time. Hallelujah. Every agnostic, every atheist, every liar, every false teacher, all of them will pass and be gone. But the Word of God stands forever. Mm, mm, mm. Praise God. We rejoice in the wisdom of God. (laughs) Amen. Now, if you're watching today and you're on the outside, And as Jesus said to those on the outside, these things are all parables. They're hidden on purpose. But if you're on the outside and you're thinking, my goodness, I want in. I want eternal life. I don't want to end up in hell. Then right now, obey the wisdom of God, which proclaims today is the day of salvation. Do not harden your heart. So right now, do the wisest thing you've ever done. Invite Christ into your heart. Pray this prayer. After me, say, Jesus, I've been going my own way, doing my own thing. But Jesus, today, I give you my heart. Come into me. Come into my heart. Save me now. Wash my sins away. I believe that you died on the cross to redeem me from spiritual death and from my sins. So, Jesus, write my name in your book of life. I give you my whole life right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Welcome to the family of God. Welcome to the family of wisdom. Mm -mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Mm -mm. You're going to discover gold this week. Let's take Holy Communion together. Grab some unleavened bread, some grape juice. Heavenly Father, we pray over the bread and over the juice. We consecrate it. We set it apart as holy through this prayer. And we thank you that it's no longer just bread and juice. This is now the flesh of Christ and the blood of Christ under the veil, under the form of what would appear to be bread and juice. But Father, we now, we now receive the body and the blood of Christ So, Father, we thank you for his flesh. We thank you, O God, that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Wisdom 
personified and walking around in a human body. Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the wisdom of the cross. Wisdom that was so hidden and so amazing that if the devil would have known what he was doing, you said in your word, O oh God, he never would have even crucified the, the Lord of glory. He didn't know that he sealed his doom when he did that. He didn't know that, that, that your son was redeeming lost mankind back to you. So, Father, we receive the body of Jesus, and we receive your illuminated word in Jesus' great name we pray. Amen. Let's partake together. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Mm, mm, mm. Glory to God. Glory to God. Somebody might say, well, Pastor Stephen, I just believe that that's just an old book put together by a bunch of old men. Well, I believe that anybody that says that is a complete, absolute liar. I believe God's word. Let God's word be true and let every man be a liar who would disagree with the holy word of God. Because that's what that person is. Mm -mm. My Bible tells me that the fool says in his heart, there is no God. God says the person that doesn't believe or acknowledge his existence is a fool. That's what God's word says. And I agree with it. I absolutely agree with that. As a person who doesn't believe in God or the existence of God or a God is a person who is arrogant, full of pride, and refuses to acknowledge the truth that is constantly before his eyes. And the only reason that a person would do that is so that they can continue in their sin. Mm -mm. Well, Jesus died on the cross to save atheists, to save sinners. Let me say this. One of the most abominable things in the eyes of God is not the abominable snowman. One of the most abominable things in the eyes of God is pride. It is one of the most poisonous, lethal things. It's the thing that got Satan, Lucifer, kicked out of heaven was his pride, his arrogance. I will ascend to be the most high. Well, no, you won't. You're going to be thrown down in the hell and eventually into the lake of fire. If you're watching me today and you're resisting, let me submit to you the reason you're resisting God and God's will and his wisdom is because of pride. Watch out. It's led many a man to the grave prematurely and also without Christ. But we today just revel in the wisdom of God. We rejoice in the blood of Jesus. Foolishness to the world. But the wisdom of God <laughs> woo, is... Oh, it's where we're at. Praise, praise God. And it's making stars in the kingdom. It's making his people shine with an illumination from on high. Now, Father, we receive the soul cleansing blood of Jesus. The blood, the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you. We ask that you would forgive us of all of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And Father, we forgive anybody, anyone who has sinned against us. Thank you, Father. We rejoice and thank you. In Jesus' great name we pray. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Somebody 
you're receiving a touch of illumination and you're realizing that uh, you're thinking, yes, perhaps I have been quite prideful. What should I do? You should humble yourself and acknowledge that God is God alone and that you're not God. You never could be God. You're made in the image of God, but you're not God. Only God is God. Jehovah God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. And by humbling yourself, you're able to receive his wisdom and grace. Praise the Lord. Don't ever forget, God resists the proud. He will absolutely resist the proud. Even if you're a proud Christian, there's going to be resistance. But he gives grace. He gives the empowerment of lifting up to who? To the humble. Mm-mm. Somebody's thinking, I maybe should go out and eat some humble pie. Yes, it's good. Tastes delicious. <laughs> We all need to have our regular serving of humble pie. There's a lot of wisdom in that. Amen. Because uh, the wisdom and the lifting goes to the humble. Mm-mm-mm. And it's the humble, it's the meek that will inherit the earth. Not the wicked, evil tycoons who as uh, corrupt and as prosperous and as Uh, diabolical as they are, they're only here for a short time. And then your life is like a vapor. It's over. And then you roll into eternity. Life doesn't end at the grave. It continues in the next life. Mm -mm. Father, we give you praise. We celebrate your wisdom. We thank you. We thank you for word encounters this week explosive word encounters in Jesus' name. Say, I receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for watching. I'll see you back next time.